This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, Jared Morgan. Okay, Chris. How's it going? Things are going smashingly well, considering that uh, yesterday at work we got to hit the uh, the four quadrants of oh god, um, which really? were yes, yes, which were working exterior at night. In the rain, on a Friday. Friday is when your Friday works goes into Saturday, and you're still working. <laughs> oh God! I can see why you <laughs> see why it's called that. So yeah, yeah it, it was like really oh misery. <laughs> yeah, misery and despair. Yes. You know, for, for me, yesterday it was uh, all barbecue. <laughs> it was barbecue, barbecue. All the things. Yeah, because uh, over here we have a, a large hardware chain um, called Bunnings, and Bunnings let you raise money for your local community group or charity by doing a sausage sizzle. I don't know if that concept's a, a thing for Australia only, but um, a sausage sizzle is basically a, a sausage cooked on the barbecue and then put in a bread, a slice of bread. Are we talking bratwurst or... Uh, no, nah, just barbecue sausage, sausages. Like, not, not morning breakfast sausages, but... Uh... Uh, evening sausages, I guess, what you would would say. <laughs> I don't know what I don't, evening sausages are. I don't either. <laughs> do they wear a waistcoat, and, and do you have to like buy them dinner first, or what? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like we have we have things called Louisiana hot links, which are technically a sausage, but they're kind of spicy and hot. Oh, okay. um, they're not a bratwurst, which obviously are a completely different thing. Um, so, I mean, I guess we have different types of sausages here, but uh, I don't know what what is your sausage comprised of. Well, yeah, they're apart actually, from, you know, lips and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other random stuff. Uh, exactly. All the mystery bags. Um, mystery bag and bread. Now, well, the the sausages we actually get, the, we get them from a pretty good butcher here. So we don't just go to the supermarket and buy them in bulk. We actually go and go to a butcher and he does us a good deal on the on the price of them per kilo. And so that's all right. But they're, um, I'd imagine, the, how would you describe them? They're just basically a beef sausage. So... It's ground up beef um, with seasonings and all that sort of stuff in it, and it's just like that. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's very. It's they actually call them here barbecue sausages. Okay, is what they're referred to as. Um, they don't they don't have a um, a time of day attached to them. They're just barbecue sausages. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, you know, sometimes we just call those hot dogs, but I know what you guys eat for hot dogs, and they ain't hot dogs. No, they <laughs> hot dogs here are weird. They're like a red, oh, red, yeah, red cased, like mostly cereal based sausages with a little bit Filled of with ooze. Yeah, goop, <laughs> goop. That basically you can eat them cold without even putting them into hot water because they're, mm-hmm. they're basically already sterile, and you can <laughs> you can just eat them. <laughs> they're really terrible. They're gross. Um, <laughs> But there's a real art to doing. The, the funny thing is that Bunnings is uh, they've opened up uh, their first uh, hardware store in the UK, 
And okay. Bunnings, Bunnings is owned by a company, a large company here called West Farmers. West Farmers own a whole lot of supermarkets as well here uh, and uh, bottle shops. So, you know, a place you can buy liquor at. Um, okay. And they thought, well, okay, well, we'll open it up over over there in England, and we will also continue the tradition of the sausage sizzle to raise money for community groups over there as well. Okay, but you know, it's okay in in Australia because generally speaking, we don't really have winter here. Um, but in the UK, it's sort of <laughs> snowing at the moment, so these poor people are just like huddled around this little barbecue, just trying to keep warm. And going, why are we doing this? This is stupid. <laughs> but they need to make it a little bit more regionally specific. I think. I think they need to make it so it's um, I don't know, bangers and mash. You say fish and <laughs> you chips. Can buy fish and chips. Yeah, and basically a big deep fry with fish and chips that you can buy. I reckon that'd be the winner over there. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, so uh, obviously, this past week also uh, Valentine's Day happened and. Uh, my, my my wife is trying to kill me. Oh really? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Heelys? Heelys. Yes. Um, Heelys are the shoe so. that kids wear that have a skate wheel in the heel. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. That's what they call they. All right, Heelys. Yeah. yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. So she got me a pair of those in adult size. Hey. That'd and be let's easy just, zoom around the signal. <laughs> let's just say kids have a much lower center of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone your ass a number of times now? I haven't yet, but it—I—that's I, because I haven't even ventured outside the house. I've been just <laughs> been trying it back and forth in our hallway because I feel safe and not stupid in public doing it yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can—you can easily see. See, I've seen kids on the way to school go down on them, and it does yeah. not look... Uh, uh, it's very painful, it looks like. And like I said, they're already low to the ground. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be extra extra cautious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds fraught with danger. But also, once you master them, I think it'd be like uh, riding a bike, right? Once, yes. you, once you get it, you get it. And then you can just go zooming around the sets on these things and make everyone jealous, and everyone else will get one of those. Uh, a pair of Heelys, as well as the fidget cubes. So it can actually be as cool as you. I'm pretty sure I would be mocked for wearing Heelys to the set. Um, also, they wouldn't be safe in a, in no. a set. Um, There'd be some sort of lore. Yeah, yeah. But the, the fidget cube, yes, everybody keeps on uh, asking about the fidget cubes, and everybody loves the fidget cubes. So um, those are those are definitely a, a positive on, on the film set, but... Well, not so I can definitely say that I love my fadget cube. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's excellent. It contains most of the features of the fidget cube, but it's a little bit less, a little bit different. It's a fadget cube. I learned how to take mine apart finally because one of my uh, fidget items, <laughs> the the little joystick that flicks back and forth, kept on getting stuck, and. Oh. I was looking online for how to take them apart, and all anybody had uh, instructions for was for the actual fidget cube, not for the stress cube. And yeah. so I eventually pried mine apart and figured out how to unscrew it, and when I unscrewed it, my whole thing is done by magnets. I know the fidget cube, actually, it doesn't use magnets at all. Um, so yeah. that'll, be, that'll be kind of interesting if I, if I were to buy an actual genuine fidget cube to see what it would, uh, what it would be like. Um, 
and the but the, what was happening was the 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 joystick was kind of grinding on the on the the magnet itself, and oh. so I wound up uh, dropping a little WD forty in there. <laughs> and now it now it rotates really nicely and and flicks back and forth wonderfully. But uh, I was almost thinking, yep. guys, should I should I make a YouTube video on how to take apart your stress cube? <laughs> but someone will watch it. That. Somebody will watch it, watch right? It. Yeah, exactly. People Fairly are out there watching people fold clothing up on YouTube. So you know, they'll watch anything, mate. If people are out there also buying whatever's on eBay. Somebody was just talking about how they sold a. Single sock that had you know the little ball on the ankle for like ninety nine dollars. Yeah. What? Right. <laughs> the uh, the guy the guy apparently sells a ton of stuff on eBay and just posts whatever all sorts of manner of junk. He doesn't care, and sometimes the thing hits and will go skyrocket. It doesn't cost him a you know a dime to post it, so he's like, "What the heck? I'll throw up anything and everything and see what what flies." So he's basically this huge inventory inventory of junk, and he just right. lists it and see what it'll go for. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess weird. that's one way of selling things. Very weird. <laughs> Um, okay, hey, let's let's uh, move into other things now. Warning: the following contains little to no actual talk about pinball. Normally, Jared would probably be blaring up the uh, warning klaxon that we're about to talk non-pinball, which we've just spent the past five minutes doing. Um, but oh, yeah. I trust me, it'll come around to it. So just just bear with me. Last week, I mentioned that I'd seen the Lego Movie, and I was about to go see John Wick Chapter Two. Hmm. So I went and saw John Wick Chapter Two. Holy crap! <laughs> so it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> terrible! About 180 degrees from that. Yeah, it was yeah, all right. kinds of. It was all kinds <laughs> of awesome. It's it's everything I love in an action movie, especially just you know rock solid camera work and uh, stunts that make you go oh. I mean, there was at least three moments in the movie that the entire audience gasped um, because of a particular painful way somebody went out. Um, uh, <laughs> read you the one of these stats. So in the first John Wick movie, there were 77 kills, of which 49 were by headshot, mm -hmm. which is just insane. That's a lot of <laughs> headshots. Mean, it's a lot of headshots, and and I always used to joke that uh, the difference between a good action movie and a great action movie was a bullet to the head and a dismemberment. Well, although there <laughs> are no, <laughs> while there's no dismemberments in the John Wick movies, the ample amount of headshots more than makes up for it. Um, yeah, what do you think the so ratio it, is? What do you reckon the ratio is? Uh, well, in that so movie, obviously, like, it's it's. 49 headshots uh, of 77 kills. Um, I'm talking about um, I'm talking about how many what's the ratio between headshot versus decapitation? How many <laughs> how many headshots do you think we need to actually equal a decapitation? Three? I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. It um hard hard to equate, I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. It, um but it was it was one of those things that when I remember when I watched that first movie, it took me Quite a few, quite a few moments before I finally was like, 
my God, every single person he's killing, he's making sure he taps them in the head too. And it kind of made yeah. me laugh. And then I started watching for it and it was like, yeah, every single one of these guys, he's tapping them, making sure they're down. I'm like, that's awesome. So yep. I was hoping for more of the same in this movie. Well, let's just say they up the ante. <laughs> <laughs> so they put it in the decapitation movie, as well. <laughs> no, 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 no. Still, still no dismemberments. Um, but the somebody had posted an infographic. They broke down all the major action scenes and, and broke it down for what kind of kills, what kind of weapons were used. Um, I mean, it's, it's nuts Jeez. how people go into it. Because what you got to realize is that it's kind of like competitive shooting, the way that Keanu runs through um, the, the victims, in that he's these actual competitions where it's uh, you know all these targets set up and you go to these you're running through trying to get a good time as well as get uh, a, a, a good accuracy percentage and you're also yep. switching up weapons constantly having to reload and there's video out there of Keanu doing this for real with live ammo on a on a course and it's insane you're just like okay this dude's really a badass um, but <laughs> so he's as part of his training he had to part actually of his do yeah. shooting. Yes. Wow. Yes. Because they're doing the, because they do these extended long takes with minimal cuts. So there is no faking it. You got to be able to do quick reloads and fire, you know, the weapon and stuff. So anyway, in this movie, um, according to the infographic, it has 128 kills. Oh jeez. <laughs> 104 by headshot. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Um and <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, and that's just the the stuff with the guns. Not to mention people that he takes out with cars, people that he takes out with a pencil. Um, it's it's really really awesome just how much carnage he he does. And as one of the characters says in the beginning of the movie, if we only had not killed his dog. <laughs> yeah, you do, you all, would, kill this all would have been right in the world. Um, yep. So, so anyway, I got to thinking about, and here's where we come back around to the uh, the pinball aspect of things. You know, Keanu has been in uh, two other tables that have, uh, or two other movies that have become pinball machines. And I was thinking, I was like, hey, would John Wick be a good license to make a pinball table out of? And I was like, well, with all these headshots and everything, it'd have to be, a, you know, drop target city. Um, oh, but yeah. also he's doing it in combination. So you'd also have to have ramps and combo moves of doing these things. Um, so that's where it kind of was starting. I was like, ah, would it be multi-ball? Would it only be a single ball game and everything? But then it, it got me thinking about pinball tables where the license the machine is better than the actual movie or TV show it was based off of. And I, again, I was thinking about that because I was like, yeah, Johnny Mnemonic, terrible movie. Mm. But a pretty good pinball machine. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins. There wasn't really that much reference to Dolphins in the pinball, so that's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then, and then you look at Keanu with uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is pretty good movie despite Keanu's acting. And pretty good, you know, pinball machine. So it's not so much okay. fun though to to point out machines that are equal to or uh, maybe even less than the license. But I just want to talk about the the machines that the movie or TV show sucked in comparison to the table it was based off of. Mm, okay. So I don't know if you have any in mind that might uh, qualify. I've written down mine. 
Um, so I'll get us started and see where you can go go from there. Okay. Sure. Um, so terrible movie, fantastic pinball, The Shadow. Oh, by the way, I should mention yeah. we're going to stick to purely Bally's and Liam's at the moment, and uh, we'll 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 talk about what we can do with the other ones uh, after this. But we're just going to stick with Bally's and Liam's because there's it's a rather large list otherwise. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it is actually pretty big. When you think about it. Yes, yes. So like I said, um, The Shadow, terrible movie, but obviously very high-ranked pinball machine. I can't actually... I have not even seen The Shadow, and I think that's probably a good thing because I think the pinball is good. Um, uh, yeah, that <laughs> <It> seems legit <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was thinking in the same vein because I think there's a couple of actors in this movie that's the same. It's Congo. Uh, <laughs> Congo is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The movie is a little bit sort of average, but I think the pinball oh, average. Fun. Yeah, a little I, average. <laughs> I hated that movie. It hurt. Oh, I just wanted to slap that monkey. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the the pinball machine. Now I got I got to be honest. I've played the pinball a couple of times. Mm. Um, I'm not that enamored by the pinball machine, but it's definitely heaps better than that craptastic movie. Yeah. <laughs> I played it a fair bit. Uh, I know my way around it. It's very flowy and it's quite good to play. Mm-hmm. And um, the, there is, of course, there is Amy in it because, you know, she's a big thing. But it's like one of the quotes in there is, Amy, very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they just go, yep, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you can say. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's go with another one. Uh, terrible movie. Pretty decent pinball machine. Demolition Man. Oh yeah, that's a top pin. I don't know. The movie was okay, but uh, it wasn't. It was as terrible as Congo. Put it that way. But <laughs> yeah, Demolition Man is a great table. Wide body, you know, heaps of flowy ramp shots. A big crane. It's got all you need, really. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh well, we'll we'll stay on the the. Sylvester Stallone front. Now, this wasn't mm. based on the movie, but it came out at the same time relatively to the movie. And that'd be uh, Judge Dredd, which was oh yeah, terrible movie, except for one scene that I particularly love. Um, but the rest of the movie with Rob Schneider was just like, really? 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 Uh, <laughs> it was horrible. It was really terrible. And yeah, I think um, that's a pretty... It's a strange pin that doesn't have any pop bumpers, but... Um, it's a good, again, good table to play. As we said last time, I think it needs a mini play field, though. Um, <laughs> it did well mini play field and get rid of that stupid spinning thing that doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> yeah. For for those wondering, yeah, I, the, the moment in Judge Dredd that I actually do like is when he uh, he's in the wasteland and he comes across the three inbred brothers and there's the, the one... I don't even know what his name is, but he's got a dial in his head that he dials it and it makes him just like jacked up. But it's one of the best practical effect makeup jobs that I've seen. I mean, it is spectacular makeup effects. And that's purely the only reason why I watched that scene is because it's just like, you know, in in an age before CG, this thing looks flawless. um, Yeah. Just how they did the makeup on that. Yeah, it is. uh I don't remember that scene, but that would be pretty cool to see this dude turning a doll on his head to make him freak out. And get enraged. Um, I'd also like to point out, just as a side note, that uh, if you are somebody that rather enjoys John Wick 
Um, do check out Dread, which was with Carl Urban being Judge Dread. Oh, um, yeah. It's really, really good. And it's virtually the exact same plot as The Raid, which is an Indonesian movie that I particularly love. Um, oh. But whereas The Raid is all martial arts, uh, Dread is all gunfire and explosions. <laughs> um, so it's kind of pick your pick your poison as to what you will. We once did a double feature night of watching both Dread and The Raid, and that's when it was like, oh, these are the same movies. Yeah, these are the same movies, just slightly different, but they were made at the same time, so it wasn't like one was copying the other. Um, oh, so yeah, they were just <laughs> one of those perfect sort of perfect circles sort of things where they just literally happen. yeah yeah it's really strange and, yeah. and the, the reason why dread did it the way it did because it's a budgetary uh concern it made the movie much cheaper to make by having it all centered in one scene and that's again the raid did it because hey we want to spend all of our time on martial arts and not on all this other stuff now if you watch the raid too then you get all the other stuff but anyway ah uh, right Cool. Side note, sorry, get, get mm. sidetracked there. Um, you, got, you got any by chance another uh, table that you might want to mention? Well, I have to say, probably from a TV series perspective, I've got to go with Doctor Doctor Who is much better than the series. Because really? I, yeah, I, I think so because the effects well, are okay. better. <laughs> are we talking about the Doctors 1 through 8, which the table is based on? Oh, yeah, the, the original. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely the original. It's the, it's. <laughs> I'm trying to compare it to most episodes of the early Doctor Who, you know, where they have Box Man from the Planet Box, basically, as the, uh, <laughs> as the aliens, right? So you know, the the effects, uh, the actual DMD effects, actually improve upon the the show's effects in some, in some cases and i think for that reason alone it it actually wins uh, out with the old series i'm sure there's a whole lot of doctor who fans out there now just like throwing their phones down disgusted at what i'm saying but i said it yes send your hate mail to jared on twitter at jared morgs yeah. um or you can send hate mail to blah blah blockade at gmail.com right. um yeah i i'm gonna go with and I, uh, I hesitate because I don't really know the table that well, but it has to be better than the movie, which was of the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you could not pay me to watch that movie, uh, but it's terrible. Paid, like, um, Rick Moranis and John Goodman. John Goodman, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. I get the that's, quotes alone. That's one of those machines that, that I, I truly wish that they had of just uh, if, that they could retheme it, that they could just base it off the cartoon and get rid of yeah. the movie. That would be, be wonderful. Great. Yeah, that'd be such a good one for a, a bit of a stern vault treatment, eh? If it was a stern. Well, especially um, since I just saw art for somebody's doing a Jetsons table. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a spooky pinball uh, contract job. Oh, there um, you go. That, yeah, they're they're doing it on behalf of somebody else, and yeah, it's it's basically uh, they say the Jetsons is actually um, a table that's like for the entry level pinball player. Mm -hmm. So it looks it. Uh, yeah, it's very simple. It's it's basically like a almost like a System Eleven layout, um, very basic rule set, but still fun and engaging at the same time. But the art looks but, great. I mean, I really like the oh, artwork yeah. on it. And just the, the, the theming, 
the theming in general looks great. Like the big, massive plastic ramps on there mm -hmm. that actually look like the the paths that the uh, the spaceships take and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think that really nailed the art on it. It looks it looks like it would be a fun a fun machine to just have in you know a mum and dad's playroom, uh, like you know rumpus room or something like that. I right. think, yeah, I, I would like to see it in in the flesh. Okay, my last my last table, which I you know have to mention it every opportunity possible, but it sure as hell is better than the TV show of which it was based on, Roller Games. Oh, Roller Games. Yeah, that, yeah that's <laughs> true. It is a TV show. Um, <laughs> you, that nobody's seen. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it at all. Um, I, I think that my first exposure to Roller Games would actually be the pinball machine if it ever makes it to uh, to TPA, which I I think it I hope it does because it's a good System 11. Yeah. And it's got great music, you know. Um, can't wait to hear that. Um, all right, let's see. Belly and Williams ones. I'm trying to think of some other ones that are... Well, let me let um, me go through the... Uh, I've got the list in front of me, and I can uh, rattle them off. And how about this? As I rattle these off, if you think that the table is actually worse than the property is based on, let me know. Um, hmm. Adam's Family. Which I would argue is probably about equal to. I'd say about equal, yeah. Um, Dirty Harry. Oh... Again, I'm almost going with equal. <laughs> um, yeah, equal. Uh, Gilligan's Island. What about, oh, oh, Gilligan's Island, I think. I mean, it's a terrible TV show. And I've only ever played the, the machine in uh, visual pinball, so I'm not quite yeah. sure. Jeez, I think... Oh, it's tough. I think it's the pinball machine's are slightly worse, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a tough um, call. Right, uh, the Indiana Jones pinball adventure. No, no way is that oh, better I, than the movies. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's actually a. Uh, all you could say about that pinball, it's it's not worse, but it's a, it's homage to the pinball. Show. I think it's be very hard it to actually. The spirit. It captures the spirit of it very well. Ab absolutely yes. does. Yeah. Uh, yep. Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, again, like, captures yeah, I go the with spirit. The captures the spirit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, very well. <laughs> okay, this one is up for debate. Star Wars Episode One. Ooh. I vote that the movie's crap, and so is the pinball table. <laughs> I actually think the pinball table wins. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, Darth Maul lightsaber battle in the pinball table, so that's the saving grace of of that movie. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, oh, I think actually there is a Darth Maul mode in it where you actually have to battle him. So yeah, there is technically, but um, yeah, it's it. I think it's good. It's it's visually appealing at least. And unfortunately, <laughs> I wish they had a Jar Jar off mode. <laughs> Jar -Jar. Game, where you just couldn't. Where you just could. Where you just got to water the mode, and you didn't have to uh, go through it. Yeah, uh, that'd be really good. Uh, okay, uh, Terminator Two. I'd say probably the movie's better. Yeah, I would slap you if you said different. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of, I'm, I'm, they're supposedly doing a conversion of that into a 3D and then going to do a theatrical release. And I'm rather oh. looking forward to that because it's been really? years since I've seen it on the big screen. And I'm thinking about a couple of moments in the movie that I'm like, oh, yeah, the gun and the pointing, you know, his shotgun pointing straight into the audience or the finger extending out as it oh, goes. Yeah. I'm like, there's some really good stuff that could be awesome in 3D. How could they 
posture, not posthumously, but like how could they apply those effects convincingly after the fact? They'd have to have like the same original. way that they do it in today. Most movies are not filmed native in 3D, and so they uh, do a conversion, and they've gotten really good at doing the post conversion. Um, Cameron himself is supervising this one, so uh, it's not going to be. be I see it. Again, yeah, it's not going to be a slouch job, and the the only tricky part is if they still had the computer, uh, the CGI files. Yeah, which I'm sure they would. Then they can actually make those do a true 3D extension, um, rather than faking it through a conversion process. They can actually do it like they would do with modern effects today. So I reckon they'd have to. That they would they would have those those assets surely in some you'd form. Hope. You'd hope. You'd hope. The, the question is, could they open them? That's the big thing. <laughs> They're probably all done on um, Silicon Graphics workstations, right? You know, which no longer exist anymore. Right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a bit of a challenge. But, you know, I'm sure there's a way um, that they could do it. And I reckon yeah. they should do it that way. It sounds like they're not going to do a bodge drop on it. So that's definitely good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to if they do that. But anyway, moving on. Um, Twilight Zone. Oh, I think it definitely captures the theme of the original show. I, there's so much. I know when um, Sean Don Carlos was talking about that in uh, his Lost in the Zones in early episodes, they have packed so many different references to that oh, show yeah. into that pinball. It's insane how much they put in there. So definitely, definitely on par with the series, I would think. Um, Popeye Saves the Earth. Is that a movie? No, it's based on the cartoon, though. Oh, the, definitely the the. I haven't even seen the movie. I can tell you for a fact that the movie would be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those tables that everybody just goes, "Ooh, bad job, bad job." Um, yeah. Oh man. I think mainly because they wasted so much space with that stupid boat. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. terrible. Um. Now. This is one that I wasn't sure if I should include or not, but I'm going to. Creature from the Black Lagoon? I don't know if it's necessarily based on the movie. It's more about based on going to the movie. It is. It's the experience of going to the movies. Um, I I think it's a little bit too transient, a little bit too yeah. meta okay. to actually be a direct comparison. And yeah. uh, here's one where I will hands down say that the table is worse than the product of which it was based on, which is... Bugs Bunny birthday bash. Mm. Is that a movie? No, just Bugs Bunny cartoon. All right. I've never played that one. Is oh. it gross? Oh, it's it's terrible. Oh. <laughs> it, is a, it is a hideous on every level machine. I mean, even the artwork is bad. I mean, so how do you make bad Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes things? It's the color palette. It's the table is an off, is it off white or just white play field with images on it. it it's just... It's ugly to look at, not fun to play. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good at all. No. And it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's, a, it's a bally table, and I think it's of the era of, say, uh, Elvira and the Party Monsters. Oh, right. Okay, so it's like a System 11 sort of table. Sort of, yeah, but the sound effects are terrible. It's just everything about it is dreadful. It's, it's, <laughs> I would nominate it as probably Bally and Williams' worst licensed table out there <laughs> right yeah that's uh that sounds pretty bad <laughs> uh, so um hey gang if you want to play along uh the site that i was getting this list off of is tvtropes.org 
and Jared will post the actual link to licensed spin tables that you can uh, look on every page. And they basically, what they break down is what are the various, uh, when they say a trope means, you know, cliches or whatever that are included in many TV shows. Um, they break down each table. You click on the table and it breaks down a list of all the features that it has uh, that are related to TV, um, not related to pinball, you might say. Uh, but anyway, go to go to that site, check it out, because what we're asking of you, there is a whole mess of Stern and Data East and Sega tables that are based on TV shows or movies. And we want to hear from you guys. What do you think? are the license tables that are better than the product or yeah, better than the product that they were based on. Um, and we've left you with all the good ones because there's a whole pile of data East and Seagull, which are super yes. license heavy. Yes. Yeah. And there's even Gottlieb ones if you want to torture us. So go yep. for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go ahead. I'm looking at you, Waterworld. <laughs> feel free to torture and us. Suck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> drop us drop us an email, <laughs> um, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at blockade. Let us know what you think. Um, you can even, uh, once Jared posts to the Pinball Arcade fans uh, forum, you can uh, post your comments there, whatever. We'll collect them and then we'll uh, discuss that next time. And yeah. uh, it'll be fun to see what you guys think. Um, because yeah, there's there's some in here that I'm looking at where I'm just like, whoo boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's some killers in there for sure. Oh, boy. For sure. <clears throat> hey, uh, last time we were talking about all the Arcuda features and news that we could kind of speculate on and, and know about. Yeah. And one of the things we were talking about was how uh, with Farsight, they're going to have their own backlash to uh to play with yes that's right that and we were we were saying that we believe that farsight's going to have to create these bag glasses uh because obviously they're going to need to do functions that have, they've never had to do within uh pinball arcade yep and one of the users on the forum uh he goes by the name of relaxation he brought up an interesting point and that is, what do you do with a back glass that's, say, for an alphanumeric table? Oh, um, yeah. Where it's not in the DMD. Or what do you do with a table where the information is in between the speaker grill and not actually up on the back glass? Yeah, true. What, what about um, Circus Voltaire, which actually has the speakers built into the back glass? Um, and the, and like the DMD what? is on the table and not on the back glass yeah. at all. That's right. That's so, that's going to be tricky. That's the question. What do they do? What do you think? I'm kind of of the opinion of just not not redesigning the back glass at all, just squishing it all onto the 32 inch. You know, faking the speakers and uh, you know making the speakers look like they're there, and then you know squishing it all up there. Yeah. Oh, well, they could do that, I guess. Um... I mean, take it, take it for instance, F14 Tomcat. The alphanumeric is right in between the two Williams speakers. Yeah, that's true. Now, another option that I guess you could do is 
since this isn't a dot matrix alpha numeric, uh, you know, it's not dot matrix, it's LCD. So they have, uh, or LED, they have a lot more control over what they can do. You could, I guess, simulate the alphanumeric on the DMD screen. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, that's kind of what they do now, really. Um, with some of the tables, like they've actually got the, the alphanumerics already emulated and displaying on some of the tables within right. the you know, that area. But I know on mobile, they've had to turn a lot of that off because it introduces a performance impact. But yeah, they, they, they can do that now. So they'll probably just do that, but adapt it for uh, the different uh, types of displays. The other thing though that's interesting is, what about those displays like, um, for example, Taxi, that have the little lights below the alphanumeric to, you know. Right. Then what do you do? Because that's going to, yeah, well, it's just another pain really, isn't it? See, I think what they're going to probably have to do is they will take the static image of the, the back glass and they'll have it in its off, probably maybe lit state with just the general illumination on. Mm -hmm. And then what they'll do is they'll map in effects like um, flashes and stuff like that and blinking lights that are actually controlled lights, they'll actually map those in as uh, light points um, behind the back glass. And the same with uh, the, you know, the arrays of lights below the alphanumeric displays, same sort of technology. They'll just like turn those on and off. They, they sort of represent those now in the game, um, you know, with the DMD, or sorry, with the alphanumeric display, um, anyhow in game so it's not a big stretch to think that they'd actually be able to do that um in the the sort of remade version i think you know what'd be great is if they allow the tables to do attract mode oh um, yeah and then and then what would be even also pretty cool is if you kind of put it on a shuffle so that say every i don't know every five minutes the whole backlash and play field change and do a different table in a track mode. Um, so it's just constantly changing. What is, what is displaying? On the screen? Yeah. On the yeah, screen. That'd be I a pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be cool. It's built. So like a different pinball every five minutes. Exactly. Sort of thing. Yeah. Because that'd within be five cool. minutes, you're going to get the entire attract mode. You know, all the call outs that you do on stuff and all the lighting pattern changes, um, all the information that would pop up on the DMD or on the alphanumeric. Um, all of that's going to be displayed within a five-minute time period. So I think that yeah. would be pretty pretty cool. I'd like that. I think it'd be good, yeah. That would work really well. That'd be a good value-add um, to the the whole Akuda package, I think. Who do, who do we send that request to? Arcuda or Farsight? <laughs> that's or both. A good, or probably both, I think. I think probably, probably Arcuda mainly. Yeah, Arcuda, I, I would think, would be the people who would drive it. Um, because they'd have to want vendor. the feature and then they'd have to request the feature, um, knowing and what they pay can for the feature. Uh, <laughs> pay for the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a very good question. And, um, I think relaxation, uh, brings up a, a good point. Um, in that, in the thread, the previous, uh, thread, he actually gives some back glasses, um, uh, as illustrations of the point. And uh, there's definitely a good variety of ways that they've done DMDs in there and speakers. Yeah. So, yeah, it does pose uh, interesting challenges. And he also brings up a valid point where um, sleeve form factors and crazy back glass sizes, that's going to be very interesting to see how they do that. It'll definitely yeah, involve... Yeah, because not all back glasses are the same shape 
um, for the artwork at all. No, because you look at some of the um, things like Bone Busters and um, some of the earlier tables, they actually did have larger back boxes. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to be scaled and they're going to have to like do some crazy stuff to them to actually make it work. So yeah. It'll be a challenge for sure. It's not going to be easy. Something interesting to think about and uh, look forward to seeing. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, well, you've got to think about it too, because, you know, in the Arcuda platform, the, the area below the LCD screen with the, the DMD in it is actually just a, panel like it's a plastic panel yeah it's not it's not like um the the full screen um isn't actually like a like an lcd so uh sort of mirroring the art on the on the panel is something they couldn't do they could only really capture the glass yeah um itself and do it which you know is fine so that does make uh class of 1812 as an example a real challenge because you know, they do have those cutouts right in the in the glass. But I think for those ones that have um, like eight ball deluxe that you know have the little windows in there, they yeah. still for those ones, of course, they didn't have a panel with speakers on it because there was only one speaker and it was in the base of the machine. I think they're just going to have to make it so it's that sort displayed on the screen and and just turn off the the DMD when they do it. Yeah. And just redirect all the scoring up to the back glass. Yeah, definitely on things like that or like Firepower. Um, yeah, any of those early uh, early 80s tables where they uh, the the four scores were split up in four different corners of the of the back glass, basically. Uh, yeah. I mean that's part of I the think look the, of the, the part of the look of the machine. I really think that the, the way they'd have to segregate it is for those ones that actually have like a, a screen back glass with the holes cut out for the scores in the back glass area itself, they're just going to have to default that to the um, display area. But yeah. for those that have a speaker panel that contain the alphanumerics, then that would still be, that'd, that'd be where they display it mm. um, for sure. It wouldn't make much sense to actually have the sort of speaker grill and everything displayed because um, it's going to make all the perspectives completely screwed if they do that yeah so pretty much take it as it is and then if it's got um score panes in it then display the cause on that sounds like a plan implement it mm. yeah make it so <laughs> make it so um hey i think uh you got anything else you want to uh gab about before we close this down well i'm pretty excited because this tuesday is our first tournament um at um the new uh, venue which is netherworld uh -huh. And um, it's a it's a barcade, uh, the first one in Brisbane um, that has opened up. I think there was one previously, actually, but um, it closed down. Um, but this one has opened up in a different place. And fourteen pinball machines. Thank you very much for coming. Um, <laughs> so there's a good range of early to to early solid states to. Um, alphanumerics to um, DMDs all the way up to I think they've got a brand new Batman 66 there Ooh, as well nice. so well, I think that's what they have there I'm not sure but if they do then that'll be pretty cool um, to play so I've heard interestingly I've heard on uh, Pinball Podcast they were saying about all the issues they've had with that game um, it basically balls get stuck everywhere on it it must be a Maybe that just that table that they've got is bad, or I don't know. But it's it doesn't sound like one I want to be putting on location. 
Um, yeah, not the balls constantly because, stuck. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. So, um, I think they've got Ghostbusters there too. I don't know if it's Ellie. I think it's just the standard. So there's going to be a whole lot of new pinball machines that I get to play on Tuesday that I haven't yet played. Because, of course, these Dables, really, they only, um, the, the only place that really had them before Netherworld was down at the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like a good two-hour trip away. So like, I, there's no way I can get down there. Uh, so this opens up a world of pinball to me that's a lot closer. Sweet. Hey, uh, you saw the announcement. Uh, looks like Zen is doing uh, Samsung Gear VR now for the yeah Oculus VR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't you don't have that, right? You don't have Gear VR. No, I kind of don't do Samsung products, so that <laughs> rules me out. But I did actually say something. Something interesting was. Um, uh, when they made that announcement, I said, oh, that's really cool. I, I, hopefully the next step would be uh, Google Daydream. Um, and they liked the post. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but if they are going to be first to market on Google Daydream, um, then I think I'll be getting a Daydream in my near future. Because <laughs> nah. I would be all over that, um, playing it on my, my Pixel, which is a, a Daydream-compatible phone. Um, and just seeing how it all was, I would love to give that a go on on that. Or you know, Samsung could just send me a um, a Galaxy S six um, and a um, a Gear VR headset, and I could just you know test it for them. Exactly. Yeah. If, um, if anybody out there wants to uh, you know let us experience the virtual reality of uh, pinball, um, we're m- we're more than open to you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, we're happy to help. Um, just send hardware to um, North Lakes in Australia and, um, and <laughs> California, the greater area of California, and um, uh, we will gladly help you. Yes, yes, um, because we're whores like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, why don't we uh, why don't we wrap it up for uh, this session? Um, Again, if you want to uh, contribute in any way to our show, uh, whether it's by commenting on anything that we have talked about, uh, like we said, we'd love to hear what your thoughts of uh, licensed movies and TV shows where the pinball table was better than the actual movie itself. Um, Or if you have uh, show topics that you'd like to throw our way and see if we can uh, use in a future episode, please do so. Our email is blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. Our website is blockadepinball.com. That's where all of the uh, past shows are, as well as show notes and show timings and links to various websites that we mentioned in the shows. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. The show is at blockade, or you can follow Jared at Jared Morgs or myself at shut your traps. Well, I think, uh, I think this next week, I might actually play some pinball because I have most of the week off. Oh, lucky you! Get into it. Get onto those new Zen tables, mate. And give there them you go. Go. I really got to check. Really got to check those out. Um, but I'll be jealous of you if you get to get your hands on a Batman sixty six because I'd oh. love to hear what that is. <laughs> Believe me, I'll be taking photos like a boss um, on Tuesday. And if there's anything interesting, there videos as well. So, and I, and I imagine you'll keep... post those on Twitter. Oh yeah, they'll be going to go. Twitter. So yeah. Keep an eye. They may not be on the day because I'd probably have to upload video when I'm back in work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, they have a <laughs> have a very fast upload speed, as opposed to me, um, that doesn't. 
Yes, that doesn't. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, that's what you have to look forward to. We will uh, talk to everybody next time. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. WizardAmusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own the table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.